On today's show, I talk with Dustin Miller, poly innovator and host of the Polymath Polycast. This is part one of a two-part interview where he shares his strategies for growing a successful podcast. This is Tools of the Podcast Trade, where you can learn about the tools and resources you can use to start and grow your podcast. Tune in each week as we talk about the help you need to remove the mystery from podcasting so you can become a successful podcaster that can reach your audience where they are. Studies show that the majority of podcasts never make it past seven episodes. Can you imagine? You get all excited, start your podcast, and stall out at episode seven. It makes you wonder what happened, right? Instead of wondering if your podcast will stall out at episode seven, check out the Podcubator. That's the Podcast Incubator. In the Podcubator, you will get a mentor who will eliminate the mystery surrounding podcasting and take you through action steps to start and grow your podcast. Podcast. So don't become a statistic. Schedule a quick consultation with the Podcubator today. Go to www.podcubator.com or click the link below and get a free consultation so you can start your podcast today. The Podcubator, podcasting demystified. My guest today is Dustin Miller, Poly Innovator. Welcome, Dustin. Thank you for having me. Sure. So today we're going to talk about a few things that may be of help to new podcasts podcasters, but maybe all podcasters. You talk about poly content and innovation. Innovation seems to be your big thing. But first, tell us about you. So I created Poly Innovator to be the personal brand for myself. So I, everything I want to do in my life, every career I wanted to do in my life, I wanted to have a foundation for it. So as a person who is multidisciplinary and do a lot of things, I wanted to incorporate that polymath side of me. I also wanted to change a lot of things. I wanted to go in and change education, change how we approach content, change how we approach video gaming, whatever it may be, whatever particular endeavor in the future, I wanted to have a thing for that. So this idea of a polymath of innovation is where that concept came from. That's really me. I'm, I like to do a lot of different things. That's the whole omni content you were referring to earlier. It's, like, it's a matter of doing all three different kinds of pieces, not just audio, but doing all three. Right, video right. And, and video. So you're a podcaster and tell us about your podcasting journey. Yeah. So it was actually kind of interesting. I have around 170 episodes at this point, 175. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's so many is that only 96 of those are interviews and actually I still have 10 interviews to release so only about 85 of those are interviews which means that a ton of the portions there are solo casts and a lot of people would try to separate the solo cast from interviews or they would separate their long form and medium form and short form content into different shows, different RSS feeds. I find that to be redundant. Mm. At that point, you're spreading yourself a little too thin when you could still all be in one feed and have that same kind of thing. Maybe someone wants to hear from you but they don't have time for a full long interview. Right. Even the 20 five-minute interviews sometimes can be too much. Sometimes they just want a quick little bite of information and move on. Right. Like they're only on a five-minute ride. They see some five-minute kind of podcast. And so I do these fireside micro-polycasts, which are just little... And I call my show a polycast, not necessarily podcast, but either one really works. But it's mm-hmm. interesting how the poly part of it's actually part of the actual ethos of it. Poly meaning much or many. Mm-hmm. Polymath, obviously, too. I have many series, many topics, and many guests. Wow. So that's why. Okay. But these little mini-episodes, long-form interviews, and medium-form episodes like yours. 
yours. Right, right. Okay, thank you for that. And you mentioned multi, so multi-channel you talk about. Can you talk about that from the perspective of I'm a new podcaster and I'm just thinking one place, right? Because mm. at this time in my experience, I can't even see the big picture. Tell yeah. us about this multi-poly platform. So I would probably put the poly off to the side and focus on the two terms, multi and omni. Okay. That's what the marketing terms will be. So omni-channel or multi-channel, depending on whether or not you have a store, people often say omni-channel is only for e-commerce, but I find that omni-channel is a much better philosophy than multi-channel, okay. just purely because omni means all. If you think about it, if, as a content creator, you really should be everywhere at this point in time. Mm-hmm. If you, at The more places you are, the more chances people can find you. And that's the real kind of key there. Because as a podcaster, sure, there's discoverability on Spotify. There's discoverability on YouTube if you make videos for your podcast. But for the most part, Apple and Google Podcasts, they don't really share you. Right. And we met on Matchmaker, which is a great way of growing too. But unless you're actively going on shows or actively having people on your show and they're sharing your stuff, that kind of thing, that's great. But like, unless you're doing something like that, you're not going to be able to grow very fast, if hardly at all, because we're definitely getting to a much more saturated market when it comes to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So the reason why you want to be omni-channel or everywhere is that the more you can send your content out, the more you can syndicate it across all these different platforms and get more eyes on your show. Good. So it's better just... And, and some people will tell you, find one platform and just focus on it. But really and truly, you're saying, no, the opposite. Go everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's a benefit to both. And one thing I think the people need to take a great assault at is I'm taking it from a polymathic approach. I'm taking it from, hey, I want to put all my hands on all these different cookie jars. Mm-hmm. I want to learn Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all this stuff. And I think a lot of people have that same want, but their fear overcomes that. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, I don't really know how to do videos. I just want to do audio because that's what I feel more comfortable with. Right. I start out with blogging. So when I make my Omni content, I start out with a blog post, then I make a video, then I make a podcast. And that's the kind of key concept right there mm-hmm. is that a lot of people think, hey, all these different platforms, how am I by myself going to create content for all these? It's not about creating content. It's about repurposing content. If let's say you're recording this video right now, you have the video for YouTube, you have the audio for podcasts, you can transcribe it for a blog post. Mm-hmm. Boom. And you have it all three different platforms, chop that up, send a clip out to Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, whatever platform you choose. Yes, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually like that. I guess the challenge is that you have to do it all by yourself when you're starting, especially. And that's the challenge, right? Yeah, but there's plenty of tools out there too. I mean, repurpose.io comes to mind. Yes. It'll literally chop things up for you. And I think even some of these uh, distributing tools, I, I don't know about Captivate so much, but some of them, like mine, will give me tools or access to other tools allowing you to chop it up. You mm-hmm. can go on Zuttle or uh, Wave, Wave.co Wave, is yeah. one of them. Yeah. And you can make a cl- quick little clip right there and share that to Instagram. Yeah. It's not it's not too hard as long as you know the tools. Right. True. And you can do that in Canva as well. And you could calendarize it in Canva. So yeah, good. All right. Thank you. So now we're, we're everywhere. We have a plan. We've created the content. We have a plan to be everywhere. You explained it. It was a multi-content part where you mentioned blogging and... Omni-content. The omni Omni-content. <laughs> I know. These name <laughs> conventions. I, I'm just specific with it because I figured like it's, it's like a series of mine. It's a branding of mine. So That's okay. All right. So I just wrote a blog post on interview and mm-hmm. how to find I I wrote two blog posts one's for how to find guests for interviews and how to use an interview to expand your podcast mm-hmm. can you tell me how you see interviews how it enhances your podcast and you as a podcast host well for one I think that they're a great way of networking I've met so many people over the past year I took full advantage of the quarantine mm-hmm. it was kind of ironic for me my work didn't change that much I, actually that's kind of 
of a lot. It did change a lot. My whole work closed. So when quarantine happened, I was able to meet a whole bunch of people very quickly because I had so much time. Mm-hmm. But I already have a lot of time on my plate for the most part because because the way my work situation set up. So I'm able to still meet people even throughout this year. Taking advantage of opportunities like that to interview as many people as you can. And even now, I'm sure there's going to be another opportunity for someone listening in to take advantage of in the future. Maybe there's a second wave or whatever it may be, but hopefully something positive. Hopefully maybe we're just yeah. all going back home. Twitter, for example, made all their employees remote. So I'm sure you can go reach out to somebody on there and like, hey, let's have a remote interview real quick or something mm-hmm. like that. But my point is having interviews allows you to network with people and build up your not only rapport and influence, but also too just being able to learn from all those amazing people that you yes. talk to. I've had so many interviews where we just talk for an hour or two afterwards just yeah. because we are like, keep going to conversation. And then on top of that, interviews are just such a unique way of having a show. Yeah. So like I said, I like having multiple forms. I have my short form, medium, and long form. A lot of people want to sit down and just listen to it while they're on a bike ride or at the gym or maybe on an hour-long drive for work. They want something they can do for that long. They don't mm-hmm. want us to five different mini-episodes. So you really should think about spreading yourself out to multiple links as much as you feel comfortable doing. And that's one benefits of interviews. Yes, that's so true. I find that the guesting is the best part of podcasting. All right. We mentioned a couple of tools, Repurpose IO, which I use, mm-hmm. and also Wave. Uh, I don't remember what the dot was. It's that CO, I think. That, okay. Can you give us some more tools, whether they're brand name or not, and your favorite tools? I'm literally looking at an entire list right here where me and a friend of mine who's another podcaster put together. I can send you the link to put it in the description for people. Okay. These are useful podcast tools from hosting platforms, sharing, creating different pieces of the content, whether it's micro content or cover art, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Canva earlier. It's one of those things where I studied graphics design growing up. I've used professional tools. I still have Affinity Designer and Photo on my computer, and yet I still go to Canva quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to Canva, you mentioned how you can share it out to social, but I think that's part of the pro plan. Even the free plan is still pretty useful where you can keep your branding colors there. Mm -hmm. What What I like to do is go in and make 30 templates, find the templates you like, change it as much as you want. In fact, I encourage you to change it as much as possible. And then whatever you feel creatively of designer and then put your colors in. And then you have these basic outlines that anytime you make a new episode, anytime you make a new interview, you can put the information in like the the guest name, the title, all that jazz. And then you can just have a thumbnail art right then and there, nice and quick. You already built the foundation of it. Yeah. And that's the kind of systematic thinking I think a lot of content creators miss. And that doesn't go just for podcasters, but for anything. Having systems is really yeah, yeah. Oh, one more tool. Mm-hmm. Notion.so. I'm sorry. Have you used it at all? Notion.so. Mm-mm, that one I, I didn't know about. So Notion is a, you can say collaborating tool, but mainly a tool to organize different data. So you have all these different blocks, whether it's tables like databases or Kanban boards or documents, such as this, like this, the script for the, your episode. That's a document. You can put that on there. Okay. And you can organize all your content creation, your entire life, honestly, in Notion. And it's a great way of having a second brain on the computer. Oh, okay. Smart. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm going to share that. I'll check it out. All right. Can you give me one piece of advice for a new podcaster starting out? There's this confusion around podcasting. And what would you tell someone who tell you, I want to start a podcast? Do it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I tell you, you what. No, but like, seriously, it, it literally is that simple. And let me tell you why. I've been creating blog posts for the past 10 years or so. I've been creating podcasts for four to five years and videos for about a year less than that. Mm -hmm. And just for example, I feel like I'm a charismatic guy. I can talk to people. I can talk to strangers and have a good conversation with them and even practice that at karaoke and stuff like that to really be that sociable person. But I tell you what, it took me like a year just to feel comfortable being on camera. Mm -hmm. And right now, I'm not sure if you're recording the video or 
not the post am, on YouTube. Yes, I am. Perfect. People can see me using my hand gestures, looking at the camera. Those are skills I learned by doing video. Guess what? I didn't learn them until after I started doing the videos. So right. if you look at my YouTube channel, you see my older ones and they're just not as good as the newer ones can be. Just pure practice. Same thing goes for podcasting or blogging. Doesn't matter what content medium you're doing. You see to start. And let me tell you this too. It takes time. But if you don't start now, you're going to have even more competition in the future. I was telling somebody the other day, I think we're on like the ninth wave of podcasting at this point. Mm. Eighth, something like that. Because it started what late 2000s for the most part. And then with like John Lee DeMoss and mm -hmm. Joe Rogan, all these hosts who have been doing it for a long time. They're prolific at it. They're great at it. But they started like a decade ago, like yeah. I did with blogging. Even when I joined blogging, that was like the fifth wave of blogging. And yet I was way ahead of most people I know now. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we're still in the infancy or toddler stage of the internet, which means we're going to have way more people across the globe joining in and creating content, which means ever more competition. Yeah. And people to network with and have guest shows with. But start now. Start as soon as you can. Amen. You can use Sounder.fm, which is a free tool to host your show. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And how can someone get in touch with you to see what you have to offer? Yeah. So, I mean, I have a couple hundred blog posts, 170 so podcasts and videos. So there's plenty of content for you to dig into. Poly Innovator is my username on every single platform. You can find me literally anywhere with that username as well as polyinnovator.space, which is my website. You can go check out there and find all the links there as well. Okay, thanks. And what's the name of your podcast? The Polymath Polycast. Okay, that is a very unique Poly name, yeah. but I could see why. All right, thank Dustin for coming and talking mm -hmm. to us and tools of the podcast trade. I think we <laughs> learned a lot from you today. So thank you for having me. Yeah, for, for sure. Instead of wondering if your podcast will stall out at episode seven, check out the Podcubator. That's the podcast incubator. In the Podcubator, you will get a mentor who will eliminate the mystery surrounded podcasting and take you through action steps to start and grow your podcast. So don't become a statistic. Schedule a quick consultation with the Podcubator today. Go to www.podcubator.com or click the link below and get a free consultation so you can start your podcast today. The Podcubator, podcasting demystified.